Hello, friends and listeners from all across the globe. Welcome back to The Yogi Show. Episode number two, we have our very first guest, Mr. Patrick Kibzak, who happens to be the producer of The Yogi Show, also known as Momentology. I'm sure you've heard his music in your yoga classes. He's an incredible DJ, instrumentalist, producer, and performer. He likes to synergize rich layers of organic soundscapes and live instrumentation. He blends it up into a lush forest of deep bass, dance beats, vibrational healing frequencies, and indigenous wisdom. Momentology has performed at music, art, yoga, flow arts, and transformational festivals and events all around the USA. He is absolutely killing it on Spotify and SoundCloud. You definitely need to check it out. Like I said, I'm sure you've heard some of these songs in your classes. He's done some great collaborations with DJ Taz Rashid, Borangi, and Source Radiance, just to name a few. He is an incredible friend of mine, and we are so grateful that he took the time to join us on this episode of the show. Before we dive into the uh, episode, if you could please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts the most so that uh, we can move up in the rankings and share this podcast with more and more people around the globe. It is really important to us. If you could drop a review, we'd appreciate it as we're just starting out here on this journey and it's been an amazing ride so far. This being our first guest, uh, Mr. Patrick Kibzak, so much fun. We hope you enjoy this interview and make sure to check out his music, support him. It's amazing. If you're a yoga teacher, you're going to be using these tracks in your classes. I guarantee it. So without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. Namaste, my friends. Uh, what's up, yoga family? Thank you so much for being here on the show. We are so grateful to have Mr. Momentology on the show today, recording with me and Yogi Brian. What's up, gentlemen? Hello, what? How are you, Pedro? Fantastic. How are you, Mr. Momentology? Fantastic as well. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. We're grateful. What's up, Brian? What is going on, Momentology? What is up? How are you doing? Good, man. Good. It's like a, like a, a nice afternoon here in Florida. I'm inside because it's like 96 degrees outside right now, and I'd rather be in here talking with you guys anyway. Dude, it is smoking outside. I know. I know. Pedro knows because we both live in Florida. That's so right. you guys live in Florida. I live in Phoenix. It is hot as shit here too. <laughs> it's just it's just different. You know, we get that humidity. Brian Brian, like what is the average temperature in like Phoenix right now? Like at like three o'clock? Probably around 110 degrees. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's like dry, We're, right? It's dry. And so anytime you get in the car, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for your car to cool down. <laughs> so, so by the time you get to certain places, it's, it's finally cooling down. So I was born in New York, man, and it was the opposite. Like you would have to get in the car, you have to wait till the car heats up, and then your windows would defrost. Totally the opposite oh problem. That's how she, that's how I was in Chicago, the same way as as New York. And I, and here I know what you mean, Brian, by that. And like by the time you get to the, your destination, you've like sweat through three shirts. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> like wearing the bu business uh, business attire, and you got just pits are just soaked. <laughs> Absolutely soaked. So, too funny. 
But uh, Patrick, we are so happy to have you on the show. Um, so Patrick is the producer of this show. He is the one that makes all the magic happen um, each and every week when you're hearing these episodes and the wonderful music and the sounds um, are his tunes um, exclusively. So we can't be, uh, we are so grateful for him uh, helping us on this journey to make the Yogi Show possible. And um I mean, without you, Patrick, honestly, like, I don't, I don't think we would be having a show. Like I wouldn't, like I would have thrown my computer out the window already. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I'm, Patrick, I'm, you complete me. Oh, oh wow. Damn. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be able to help you guys. Um, I, I used to do a podcast, so it was kind of an easy transition to help you because you're both pretty cool. I mean, like a 50% out of a hundred, you know, you, you, you're okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, we got that recorded, right? Momentology said we're cool. I'll we're loop cool. that over every morning. <laughs> morning, that's adding that to the morning routine. <laughs> it's part of the morning the morning affirmations. Momentology said I'm fifty percent cool. <laughs> no, Amazing, I follow you, I follow both of you guys on the internet and I read your funny content. So you actually inspire me to to make funny content myself, even though I don't have a meme account. It's good. It's good. It's it's great, man. It's great. I'm glad that we get to inspire you to make funny content and memes. And, um, you know, I've always wanted to be like a DJ and, um, like it hasn't happened yet, except for when you let me play like your decks when we go to like gigs. Cause you were Patrick and I have done, I was a DJ one time at like in Miami at a gig that we did or maybe twice, but, um, like it's always on my, like, I just want to do it. It just hasn't, you know, happened yet. But like, how did you get into like DJing? Like how did this whole music thing happen for you? Um, um, like back in the day, like how did it happen, man? It, it's a long story. So I, I hope, uh, hope you're ready for this. Lay it on us. All right. You want the long version or the short version? I'll give you the long version just because it's, <laughs> it's, it's cooler. Um, well, I, I always had an interest in music. My parents always played music around me when I was growing up. They loved bands like the Beatles and the Moody Blues and like Eric Clapton, like gold classic rock. And I was always exposed to that. Funny enough, though, as a kid, I don't really remember this too much, but my, my parents always told me I requested classical music radio stations in the car. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I don't even remember doing that, but my mom literally at one point was like, you loved classical music. I'm like, I don't remember. So that was like my early influence growing up. And there came a point where I think I was like 14 years old, I I was like, I want, a, I want a guitar. So I asked for an electric guitar for Christmas, and I got one. And I literally picked it up. I played it, and I was like, I don't want to play guitar. It was, it was the <laughs> weirdest thing. It's like I, it, was, it was like the, the 14-year-old desire. You want something, and then you get it, and you're like, this is actually stupid. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, forget this. Exactly. <laughs> you're so, like, uh, how long do I have to return this? <laughs> exactly. I, no, it's funny. We sold it at a garage sale. It was like a... It's like a cheap like Fender Square, like those like really those like starter kits, mm-hmm. and I have I actually have a picture with it, and I'm just like, I'm I'm in the I'm in the other side of the room. My friends holding it, and like we didn't know what to do. We were just holding the guitar, and it was like so foreign. It was like a foreign object. It's like it's like this piece of wood with these like strings attached to it, and like what do you do with this thing? That's that was what what went through my mind. Like how does one go from a piece of wood with just metal strings to like beautiful music. I had no idea. Right. No one wanted to teach me lessons. No one was like, here, do lessons. They were just like, here's the guitar. I'm like, okay, no. I have better things to do. <laughs> Forget it. Bro, those, be- those better things are video games right now. That was literally what my mindset was at 14 years old. Video games. Yeah, yeah. So, what video game? Well, 
real quick. I, I, I played a bunch of games growing up. Okay. Actually, at around 14, 15, when I got the guitar, it was RuneScape. That was like, I don't know, what, 2000 or 1999, 98. I don't even, I can't you do You just math. dated yourself, bro. You went know, to the 90s. Dude, I, know. I, I was hoping you'd say Mario Kart. No, reason. I actually I had a friend who had an N sixty four, but I didn't have one. I actually gotcha. had a computer um, that I actually built myself around sixteen years old. And you built a computer. I at built 16. my computer myself when uh, when World of Warcraft came out. I actually was wholeheartedly addicted to that game, and that that got me totally deep in the rabbit hole of gaming. It's a whole other story, <laughs> different podcast though. the The game that got me interested. In music, funny enough, game that got me interested in music, you don't usually hear that, was Guitar Hero. You guys remember that game? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. You guys Shredding, ever play? Bro. Shredding. Yeah, of course. Of course. Like, we're, we're like 30-year-olds like you, man. Like, of yeah. course you play Guitar yeah. Hero, yeah. man. Yeah, I consider myself a guitarist. <laughs> because of the plastic controller? Because of, exactly. Okay. I never made it to advance, but see, no. pretty dang good. I made it to expert, man, in oh like two months. Oh. I went from knowing nothing on Guitar Hero to like barely keeping up with the notes to literally beating the hardest song on expert. Wow. And yeah, that was a cool experience because I got <laughs> to learn finger placement, finger speed. Now there's only five buttons on the thing, so you're not moving up and right. down the neck like a real guitar. But I literally trained my pointer, index, middle, and pinky finger I say pointer and index. That was ridiculous. <laughs> ring, pointer, middle, ring, and pinky. What's <laughs> the matter with you, bro? To hey, move more coffee. Not, not an anatomy specialist. It's cool. It's cool. Doctor to, of music. I, I, I made my fingers move in these crazy patterns and like these chords. And I, I literally made them do things that I wasn't even thinking of. It was just like a feeling that I was like, just they were kind of taken over based on the notes on the screen. If you never played guitar before, ever seen it, it's basically like, it's like a game where notes fly at your face on a screen and you have to match the notes with your finger on the left and then you have to strum them with your finger on the right. So it kind of mimics a real guitar. So I literally learned finger speed. I learned picking like rhythm on a game at Dude, like that's age 17. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I played and I was in a band um, and I never, I was never good at guitar. I was terrible. And I think Guitar Hero inspired me, but I mean, now I just make memes on the internet and teach yoga. Like I'm You're not in like a metal band, like you. right? Yeah, I was in a hardcore, screamo, emo, post-hardcore band. And uh, we were called Hennigans, just like the li like the liquor from Seinfeld that got Kramer lit AF. We were called Hennigans, dude. And we were absolutely horrible. But... I mean, who wasn't at that age? <laughs> but, but we had a good time, man. Okay, okay, real quick, because, I mean, my integrity was challenged for, like, this moment in my life, but we, we wanted to play a Battle of the Bands concert for, like, a high school thing. Oh, you so guys we were, okay. we submitted a, a demo CD of, like, a band that was actually a band and said that it was our music. No. And they And they, they're like, yeah, you can play. And then we, we played our own stuff, and it, it was, like, it was ridiculous. It was, oh like, a mosh God, pit. You guys forged an entry? <laughs> yeah. And it was awesome, though. That's it was a really savage great. move, bro. <laughs> savage. But, Only um, Pedro would do that. So did you take it, for, you got your guitar, you went into music. Did you take it into, like, you went into bands? And, like, well, what, kind of, what kind of music okay, were you making? So the whole thing that propelled me into real instruments was, um, I, I also used to be, like, a metalhead. I, I loved punk. I actually still do. I love favorite pretty band. much all music. Well, yeah, but favorite, favorite Tool band. Favorite band. My favorite One, two, band. three, go. 
Tool. I also love No Effects. No Effects is my favorite okay. punk band. Okay. I love okay. AFI, the old stuff before like oh, yeah. the Miss Murder generation. I hate that stuff, but yeah. the older stuff like Black Sails in the Sunset. I don't know if you guys yeah. know that album. Amazing. Amazing yeah, album. I, lo- I lost my keys in a mosh pit at Lollapalooza to AFI. There just saying, bro. But somebody returned go. them, and I found them. I found them at the end of the night. Dude, at the lost people in mosh pits are so nice. Like if if you fall down, they'll like help you up. Like it's uh, like you would think that they're like fighting each other, but they're not. They're like actually just having a good time. Yeah, that was a real story. I was crowd surfing and mosh pitting in a circle pit, and I, I found them though. So, <laughs> so I, I beat Guitar Hero on Expert. I beat every every song. Like I basically beat the game, and I'm like, what now? So I was like googling when Google like first came out and like YouTube and like how to put your own songs into Guitar Hero. And I was oh. like, I really wanted to play Tool. I was like, I want to play the song Lateralis and Par- Parabola, like these really classic Tool songs. And I quickly realized it was going to take a long time to figure mm-hmm. out how to mod my Xbox, my Xbox, the first ever one, like a 360, I think, right? Or get the game on my computer. I got to find like a USB port to plug the guitar in, then I got to like illegally download the game. It was like a whole finagling task. So I'm like, you know what? My brother at the time, he was like, dude, why don't you just put all this energy into real guitar, man? You'd, you'd be so much better at at life, you know? He, he was always kind of getting <laughs> my case. And he's like slowly encouraging me like do something real like don't just sit here and play video games like video games are my life you know i was like totally obsessed with them he's like bro get out of the basement and i basements don't exist in in florida brian okay (laughs) so it was my room on the other side of the house (laughs) (laughs) but good try so i was i was literally having this predicament like what do i do here it's like you know what I'm not going to take my brother's advice because is my brother at the time. I'm just going to do it because I want to do it. But yeah. thank you, bro, for encouraging nice. me. And I was like, Mom, can I borrow your acoustic guitar? Of course you can. Here you go. I restrung. I learned how to restring it all my own. No one taught me. And I started to learn tool songs, and it hurt like hell. Literally, my fingers were like these blister cakes for like Ouch. weeks. Just I because I had yeah. never played a guitar before. And... Yeah, they were like numb, like after a week, like I couldn't feel my fingers. Yeah. It was really weird. So I ended up learning like every tool song I wanted to learn, which was like 30 or 40. Like they have a lot of songs over Dude, like that's a, a lot of months. tracks. I know the the guitarist, Adam Jones, he doesn't make that complex of music. It's really simple. It's like kind of like a good learning point because it's just like riffing and just like simple chords. Sweet, man. And I'm sure you know that from your band days. Yeah, I was all about riffing and simple chords because I didn't know how to play any chords. So it was just like open, drop D, chug, 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 wham. That's exactly what Tool is, man, drop D. <laughs> like open chords, boom, done. So then I was like, all right, I have a bunch of guitar knowledge. Let me buy a bass because it just felt cool to like have four strings and low notes. So yeah. I went out to Guitar Center when I was like 19. I bought a, an Ibanez bass and an amp. I spent like, you know all the money I had from this job I was working. And I just started playing the bass. I'm like, this is fun. You know, it's different than the guitar. And at the time, I was in school uh, for education. So I was um, getting my associates and then later my bachelor's to become a teacher in elementary education. Funny enough. You were a teacher? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to have to get into that. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah, we can. (laughs) So I, I I was in my like my first year of college when all this happened. And I was in a really great uh, education class, 
with uh, Dr. Blackley, rest his soul. He was an amazing teacher. He was like 75 and he was like the funniest guy to be around as a teacher. And I met in that class. Um, did two, he have a beard? Two guy. He did, I think. Okay. He did. I'm just yeah. I'm picturing he, him in my white head. hair. White hair. He, he was like kind of bald on the top, too. Uh, I, I met these two guys in the class after we did like our introductions. I was like, I'm into music. They're like, we're into music. We're into music. And it was like, okay. We got a couple music bros now. I'm like, we were all around the same age. Nice. So John was one of the guys I met. He was a guitar player in a metal band. Funny enough, where did we all come? Why did we all come from metal? It was weird. It was like, that was like the basis of our, of our like musical backgrounds. And then uh, the other guy, Jason was a singer and he kind of like reggae and like fun, upbeat stuff. He was like kind of like hip hop artist too. We connected and we formed a band and we recorded some songs and never really worked out. But me and the guitarist, John, went to another band. We're like, all right, let, let's try to make it happen with this one. That didn't work out. So we're like, all right, let's go to this other band. And we tried nothing. <laughs> so literally went, this was like, I just sped up like four or five years. So we okay. decided, just me and John, after all these failed attempts, we learned a lot, but it was a failed band, to make our own music, just me and him. So... I was playing bass. He was playing guitar. Like, we can't just sit up here and play bass and guitar for an hour. People are going to get bored. So I'm like, what if we layered some beats, you know? And I was like, instead of getting like right. a little drum machine, I'm going to get uh, Ableton because I heard it was a good music production. You could also play live with it. So I got Ableton on my netbook, like super, super, super new technology at the time but also it was a piece of shit it like couldn't <laughs> run more than a few tracks like it was so bad but it did exactly what i needed to do was basically just record the guitar and bass so we ended up making all this like dubstep metal funk electronic like progressive house it was like this weird blend of music that we made like jam band too, because we'd like jam over our music and we would literally like play over our songs live. So it was as if we played like our track and then we just jammed over it. And that was our shows for like an hour. We'd play like a mix of all this, all this music. And it, it literally went from like, like metal to like a Daft Punk cover. And then it went to like funk. And then it went to Dude. like house. Like we 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 played the gambit. We're like, we don't want to be pigeonholed into one genre. Right, know? right. I want to be at that concert, bro. It was fun, man. I had a good time. That, that band was called Acrodamus. Acrodamus? Yeah, Acrodamus. Do you have do you have any music of it that we yeah, could like yeah, yeah. hear? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're okay, we're gonna you gotta send it to me. We're gonna link that I in will. the show notes. It, because... It's still online if you Google Acrodamus, just how it sounds. You'll find it. Okay. And where uh, did you tour? Did you did you actually go and do shows? Yeah, we did a bunch of shows locally. We didn't like tour outside of Florida. We did a bunch of shows in Florida. That's gotcha. amazing. What's so, the biggest like, what's the, shows? What, like uh what's the biggest place you played? Um like how many people? We ended up with like a couple like like a hundred person show maybe at like nice. this like like this art gallery and then we had like a couple like small venues with other bands. So we played with other bands and like their their fans would show up. Of course. Was there any crowd surfing? No, no crowd surfing. Okay. We weren't have you ever crowd surfed? I have never. Okay. What? I'm not, I'm not really into crowds, actually. Funny enough. Wow, okay. introvert life. Yeah. Pat, Brian, I'm have you ever it. crowd surfed? I have never crowd surfed. You guys, but I've thrown lived. people up. You guys haven't lived. You've crowd surfed, <laughs> Pedro. How many times? At, at least thirty or forty minimum. List. Dropped what? on my dropped on my neck at Steve Aoki, bro. I thought it was over. Oh, I literally. No. It was two last weeks. Night? Two. No, it was last not night. last night. <laughs> 
it was it was it was two weeks before Bikram yoga teacher training and oh I got gosh. dropped on my neck in uh in the middle of a yeah it was it was ugly man That's I didn't think it was actually bad. awesome That's and uh I've went to a therapy concert man they're pretty crazy He's like spraying yeah. champagne like on everyone smash cakes and stuff smash cake, yeah. I was there bro I was there it, It's like the equivalent of like a metal show yeah, because he was all into that, just like yeah, you know your exactly. background. Same thing, just like Skrillex. Same thing, same cut. Same thing, man. Same so thing. How, so how the hell did I end up making yoga music? Yeah, right. so that's that's right. what right. I want to get to. Is like that. so how did so all of this the guitar hero, you know, into the bands, and then and then yoga. You know, like do you do you even do yoga, bro? I do. do I do not as much as <laughs> do I you used yoga, to. Yoga, bro. I gotta be honest with it here. Um, but I do practice. I I actually like working out more and then like stretching in between my workouts before after because i'm actually a pretty skinny dude so if i do yoga i actually i don't build the muscle that i want to build it's more of like i just get more flexible and i'm already really flexible so it actually got scary at one point i was dislocating some of my like what yeah i i literally dislocated my shoulder because i was so flexible because i was doing so much yoga i was doing like five times a week maybe and then I'll do yeah. it at, at home, but I wasn't working the muscles out. So I would just gain all this range of motion flexibility, but I didn't have like muscle to back it up. So I had to like stop doing yoga and start training my muscles. And then once that happened, it was like, okay, now I can pair the flexibility with the with more of a muscle base so that I wasn't injuring myself. It's a weird thing that I had to go through. Well, that is interesting. I have never yeah. heard of something. Brian, have you heard of something like that before? I have, and that's awesome that you're super mindful about boom that. I mean, yeah. just you saying that, you are a yogi because you're so <laughs> mindful with how your body works. Awareness, you know? man. It, which is awesome, too, if you're new to yoga or haven't tried a yoga program. See, there is you can be too flexible. If yeah. you're not flexible, you're perfect to do yoga because you have so much room to grow. Yeah, so, I'm with you. Great on insights that. on that, Patrick, for sure. It was scary, man. I remember I, I also um I used to be a I still am, I guess, but I used to too. Um a fire spinner. So I would like spin basically these big Kevlar wicks on fire around my head and stuff. And Whoa. I remember no it big happened. deal. Yeah, no NBD. <laughs> NBD. I, I don't I don't like crowds though. You just you just told the best story. I mean, I can't top that. We, <laughs> we can't top how cool you are, man. Well, that was where I had a, a problem because they were so heavy that I would like, I, I literally remember dislocating my shoulder twice and then popping it back into place in the same oh, moment. What? It was Bro. crazy. Bro. That's literally why I was like, I got to stop doing yoga. I got to start working out because of that experience. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. yeah. I got, so I freaked myself out because I was like, oh my God, I am going to get hurt doing this because I was too flexible. It would look cool. Yeah. Like I was like moving it in really crazy ways. People like, like you're so flexible. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I won. I won at yoga. Yeah. I oh accomplished God. everything I need to my body. Wow. So you strengthened up and then, so you got back to practicing a little bit, stretching between now. Um, yeah. yeah. Sweet. So how did so how did we get to the yoga? Music, oh yeah, the though? yoga. Like, music. How, yeah. Right. how did we? How did this happen? You so know? so right around the time um, where I got into yoga was like the acrodamas phase when I was in that band, and mm -hmm. the guitar player too. He's like he meditates every day. He's really into mindfulness. Loves metal. Funny enough, mm -hmm. and he uh, at the time had to move. He had to go away, and I was like, shit. 
I just put like two and a half, three years of my life into this project. I can't do it alone. Like Acrodamus is two people. Right. It's not one person. So I was like, what do I do? So I decided to stop doing music for like a year, a whole year. I took like a hiatus. Man, what did you do? Did you, did you, you lift? Did, did you go? <laughs> no, I, funny like, enough, bro, I'm I, I went on lift. this like kind of solo spiritual journey. Like at, yeah. at the time, like my, yeah. like my girlfriend and I broke up. I was in between jobs, actually seasons. I was a teacher. So I was actually, and it was my summertime. And I was like, all this, all this stuff happened at once, like where everything just like fell away. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go travel by myself. And so I left. Nice. I left everything. Go? I went uh, kind of all over the country, but I ended up in Colorado for like two and a half months. That was fun. So basically couch surfing. D- totally different person I was back then. Totally not grounded. Wow, I felt like really soul like... soul searching, right? Yeah, soul yeah. searching. Yeah. It was like my own personal like journey, you know? Yeah, I've done the same kind of thing before. I, I know that, that what that's like, man. And it's... uh. It's it's a wonderful thing to come back to and then get grounded in and then go from there. So exactly. Was, so I went around and I came back to Florida, and I was like, "Why am I even in Florida? Because this place, I don't like this state. It's like so hot and sweaty." And I, like what I experienced in Colorado was like the exact opposite of like what I felt in Florida. You know, so I'm like, I think I'm gonna move somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Was it winter or summer in Colorado? It was uh, like late summer. It was so beautiful. Okay. Oh, oh, so super nice. It was like the best. Sign like, me up. Like it smelled Whew. good. It was like so good. It like smelled good. You know, it's like that it smelled like fresh. You know, I was like, yeah. it was like what like laundry detergent tries to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. Right? Na- nature's, <laughs> nature's laundry you detergent. Just, that's, yeah, that's a tagline <laughs> slogan for the future. We're gonna put that in the show Columbia. notes, and uh, you need to patent that immediately. <laughs> I'm gonna use that at the end of the class. Colorado, so what laundry detergent and weed smokers want? <laughs> 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 All right, so I came back to Florida, and I was just like, kind of, kind of directionless because I didn't actually go back to teaching in the season. I was like, what do I do? So I just kind of asked the question. And I just mm. waited for an answer. And it was like weeks and then like a month. And I, I was like really just, I wasn't confused, but I also wasn't clear. I was like, I was just asking, what does God want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know? And right around this time, a really good friend of mine, he was like, hey, I got this really cool thing in South Florida that I've been doing. It's called the gratitude training. And I'm like, the gratitude training. I'm like, what is gratitude that? Gratitude training. So, I already love it. Long story short, I end up in South Florida on my friend's couch doing this training. The training ends up going from a weekend to a, another weekend. And then I ended up doing it for like three months. It literally felt like, have you guys ever seen the show Portlandia? Yes. You know that episode Hilarious where they go to that show. farm with the chickens? <laughs> yes. That's how I felt. I felt like I showed up at the farm and then somehow I stayed there for like three and a half months. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? And I'm still here. Like, I'm that's still here. Went down the rabbit hole, you're saying. If, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you haven't seen that episode, it's hilarious. Like just that episode of Portlandia specifically. So I like kind of woke up from this like, I, I got I got totally like enveloped in this community. And it was a great community, totally great experience. It, it allowed me to like see where my, my limitations were. It's kind of like a landmark training. It's like- So, so did you actually go to go to a place and yeah, do yeah. this training? It was, it was almost like a, se- oh, okay. a seminar. It was like, 
like if like a Tony Robbins seminar, but like a little more personal. Like there's and it's just gratitude. Yeah. No, it's much more than gratitude. It's like oh, gotcha. owning your shit basically. And yeah. but it's yeah. called gratitude. That's what it's called. The, the gra- thing's called. It, it, it's based on like a landmark or a, like a landmark okay. forum. So all that happens, and then I graduated, and like one of like the w- one of the things that I was shown based on the experience was that. I got no direction right now. Like I'm literally like sleeping on my friend's couch, don't have a job by choice. This is all by choice. I did it on purpose so that I could figure out what I want to do. And then it was like January 3rd. I remember right after New Year's, I graduated. Funny enough, like that's how it worked out. And I was like, I need to do something. And I'm like, I got this computer. I got Ableton on here. I haven't made music in like a year. I'm like, I have nothing else to do. Like, let me just start making music. Let's see what happens. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe I have a great time. So I ended up in like a week making this like these 12 tracks that were like down tempo, slow, deep, like really like sensual music with live instruments with my guitar, beats, bass, but it was like so much different than my old music. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Like, I had you, no idea. You were idea. making baby, baby making music, weren't Not you? Not really baby making music. It wasn't like R&B. It wasn't very Manilow. Oh, I wasn't okay. singing. But it was like, it was just slower. Like, it was much slower than the other stuff I made. Gotcha. And I'm like, that was cool. And then I started to make more and more and more and more and more. I started mm. to get invited. Like, people noticed I was making this music. Like, hey, you want to play for this and this and this? And then someone was like, hey, you want to play for my breathwork class? Her name was Lori. Oh. And I was like, sure. This is my first ever show, like officially, like my official show where like I promoted it and paid, first ever paid show, I'll say. Right. And under under this new name. And I was like, at the time, what do I call myself? And a friend of mine uh, was, was running these workshops, like these like hour, hour and a half workshops. And he was calling it Momentology and uh, an inquiry into the moment. And like you would discuss things like in like that. a circle. And I'm like, I like that name. And I was like, hey, Brian, like, do you think, like, how do you feel if I used that name for my music project? Because I really felt like it was a cool name. And he's like, hmm. He's like, well, I'm really not planning on like going crazy with this name. Like we're just doing these little events that are really little. Like he wasn't going to trademark it or anything. So he's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, all nice. right, you know that I'm, I'm probably going to do some cool stuff with this, right? And he's like, yeah, dude, do whatever you want. Probably going to kill it, bro. He had no idea like (laughs) what I was actually doing. I didn't even know if he understood, but he gave me, okay. So I I took this name and I was like, this is going to be the name of my music project. And I I had this first show at a breathwork class with Lori Reyes down here in South Florida. And it was awesome. Like I literally was playing guitar, DJing my my music, which is what I did with Acrodomus, but it was just me. So I got to like cultivate this like space by myself. Yeah. And the people at the breathwork class, like everyone's like breathing in and out, like <gasps> like the whole time. And it's like really intuitive breathing. And the, after the class, everyone was like, holy shit, what did you just do? And I'm like, I don't even know. Like I just made this music <laughs> in my room. And then I went out here and played it to this class. It was like people had like a psychedelic experience listening to this music. And I'm like, there's something to this. Right. And the rest is history. Nice, man. Like I got, I got something. 
Exactly. You know, I got and something. And now you got 19,667 monthly listeners on Spotify. Yeah. I, I just guessed. I just guessed. <laughs> no, you didn't, bro. <laughs> you totally. Is that, is that right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I actually just looked this morning, sir. That's and you amazing. hit 1,000 followers on Spotify this month. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats, bro. man. Bro, Chacho, amazing. Dude, that's so cool, man. I you know, just started it, promoting my Spotify like last year, too. I, I used to be like SoundCloud guy. So, and then you realize that Spotify actually sends you loot when you put music up there? Well, now SoundCloud sends you money oh, if okay. you select their pro monetization stuff, but it's, yeah. it's not nearly as pro as Spotify. Gotcha. Yeah, Spotify is just trying to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm a, I'm a Spotify fan myself. I use Spotify for all my playlists. Pedro, what what do you use? Spotify, man. Spotify, Spotify. All, all, Most all day. Do. Yeah, my brother uses. What, what do Tidal. you like, Patrick? What What do you like the most in terms of a platform? Well, speaking of that, um, Spotify is like my go to because secret. They pay point zero six cents per stream. <laughs> so that actually equates that equates one million Insider streams. Knowledge. You get paid four thousand dollars for a million streams. A million streams. Ooh. So not All bad, right. right? Not. I mean, not. It's it's actually if you think about it, if one million streams, right? Let's say you had twelve tracks on an album, right? So that would be one million. Divided by 12, that would be, let's say, 83,333 full album streams. Let's equate that to someone purchasing a CD, which is what I used to Are do. You, let's say someone this bought this. in your head right now? Uh, <laughs> maybe. I'm actually a math You're smart. So You're smart. let's say you sold those CDs for 10 bucks. They're 12 tracks. That's $833,000. Yeah. So mm. the streaming the streaming industry totally changed the way that people have to look at music because instead of selling those 83,000 albums and getting a million plays and then yeah. making $833,000 off those CDs which is what used to happen people aren't buying that shit anymore now they're just streaming no. it which you only get yep. paid $1,000 yeah. for the same thing that would have paid all that money now I'm not saying that oh, literally that would have been the exact calculation <laughs> I just made those numbers up but that's kind of how it shifted everything. Record labels are getting kind of strange, like in yeah. that way. Like, what do we do? We got to keep up with the times. Um, so that's why I like Spotify because they kind of have this like new approach to at least paying a little bit. But they're actually really low in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, YouTube is the worst. Tidal. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the, the music service. Tidal is one of the best. Tidal. Yeah, Tidal. They have the highest audio quality. St- streams so it's like flack quality you can choose which is like basically lossless audio like it doesn't lose any audio quality so basically it comes out of my computer and goes straight into that app and that's how it that's how it appears like there's no codecs and the way spotify works is they they run their uh audio through all these codecs and the codecs actually degrade the audio quality to match all the other audio on there so that when you listen to one song on a playlist and another, they're around the same volume and they're around the same uh, equalization levels in a way. So like one song isn't loud and one song isn't soft. Titles like you're going to get the album the way that it was made, which ah, is cool. The raw, the raw album. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little more money a month. It's like 26 bucks a month. Um, it's actually Jay-Z. Jay-Z made it. It's his, his personal oh, yeah. sweet. So he's like, Holla. right, brush the dirt off your shoulder. 
That was the worst Jersey impression ever. That was pretty bad, but you yeah. should definitely brush the dirt off your shoulders, man, with the success that you've had, man. No joke, man. Thanks, you man. Yeah. You've been making it happen, bro. But let making me, I, I want to know, I want to know, and I think our, our listeners want to know, it's like, okay, so you're making these tracks, you do a little bit of yoga, you're into mindfulness. So when you're, what are you thinking about when you're making a track for specifically for like yoga or a meditative track? Like, is there like... Is there a process to it? Can you walk us through how you would make that happen? So, if you said the word thinking, what are you thinking? That's probably the worst thing to do when you're making okay. music is think because okay. the mind actually gets in the way of the music. It's almost like the music is its own entity and it kind of wants to come out onto into this world, right? So, I if you that. try to think about making mm -hmm. music, it actually hinders the music from uh, actually expressing itself so uh, so you feel yeah it, it's almost it. like there's a song to be sung what's the song and Man, then i love that remove the mind and then the music just kind of i comes love through. that yeah you know i yeah. think about that with it with regards to creativity like making memes on the internet yeah. if i think of if i think about it nothing happens like literally nothing's gonna happen yeah. you know but yeah. if you just allow the creativity to come out, it just happens. Well, that's like know? the flow state. So true. Know? It's where everything is flow created state, from, essentially. Yeah. Totally. Feeling. So there is a, a very big intellectual thinking aspect to making music, which is like learning the program, learning the instruments, understanding what the plugins do, understanding structure and uh, not really theory in a way. I never really learned music theory, but how chords work together how different sounds work together, how you can literally make uh, something sound full. Like there's all this thought to making music, but it's almost as if, for me anyway, I don't know how everyone else does it, but I've put the thinking work in. Like I've done the work prior, like I've probably made so many templates for me to actually make music and that I actually have to do think to make templates. Like what am I going to use in a song? All right, I'll use a delay and a reverb and like, all these different plugins in a song. Like I want all this stuff to come in at one point, but then once it's all made, like the templates there, I got all my plugins set. Then it's just like a canvas. It's like a really dope canvas that I can say, okay, now I'm not going to think now I'm going to actually just let the music come out. Amazing. Yeah. You painted that picture so well. I have that in my head. Yeah, it's like awesome. I can literally see like how that would unfold, man. Seriously. So, so then what happens is like when this music comes out, it's usually in like like a like a big jumble of sounds and riffs and chords. And this is what I compare it to. I've compared it to this a couple of times. I, I actually I don't remember where I heard this. This isn't original, but this is literally how it's how it feels. It's like a stone sculptor. He starts with a big giant piece of stone, right? And then once he decides what he wants to make, so that would be like throwing everything in there, getting everything in the mix. It's a big piece of stone. Let's say you want to make a statue of a man. Let's say you want to make Julius Caesar out of stone, right? You got to sit there. You got to, all right, I'm going to carve out the head. I'm going to carve out the chest. I'm going to carve out the abdomen, the legs, and you carve everything out. And then it's like kind of rough. Like it's, it's in the shape of a man now. And then you have to say, all right, now I want to actually give detail. I want to make eyes. I want to make uh, his abs. Like I want to carve each individual ab. I want to make his his bicep look like a bicep. That's literally how music is to me. It's like 
you have to take all the information that was just poured through and then you got to like remove stuff. So you're like taking things out more than you're putting things in usually. So like you start oh. with this big block and you're like removing all the junk. You're moving all the excess stone to get to the abs. All the junk in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> You take you're taking the fat out to, to to make the abs shine through. I like that. You know you know what's funny? Before you started painting the picture about like carving the stone out, I was thinking about like abs. Like the guy's gotta have abs, and then you started talking about abs. Yeah, that's what you think about. When you think of like a statue of a guy, you think of abs. Yeah. And like you he's know. like you know, you know that pose where he's got like his hand on his face and he's like just sitting down looking, you know. That, I do. That, that's literally what I'm thinking of too. <laughs> that, is that what you're thinking about when the track comes to fruition and it's like produced? Is no, like, just I'm, what I'm, I'm Julius. This description. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm Julius. I need, <laughs> I need to give this song some abs. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, in a funny roundabout sense, yes, but I'm not literally thinking about Julius of Caesar's course. abs. You freak. <laughs> of course. If you man. did, that'd be a sweet song, though. Yes. Can you, Just saying. Can you make can you make us a, oh, can, you, can you make a track called Julius Caesar, please? <laughs> I can, but I'm probably not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Might be well, your, mil your million downloads right there. Yeah, there right. you go, man. I Never love know. it. So it maybe another another music project because I actually I, I have this um not released yet. I got to give a shout out to DJ Taz Rashid. He he Ugh. and I have. Uh, totally melded in this music making process it, it doesn't always work this way like sometimes you make music with someone it's not really that easy but it's so easy with this guy we actually we made a really successful album called back to life and we actually one of my faves people one of my faves awesome people album. love it and we have this like desire to make dance music we always have but like the music for yoga is what's most like drawing for for people so we're like let's make that music so we actually decided to uh to make all this dance music and we have all this dance music just like sitting on our hard drives we're going to slowly release it over the next like year or so amazing um, yeah it, it's basically this like totally uh alter personality from momentology and dj taz it's like the exact opposite of what you'd expect from us so maybe we'll make a track under that name called julius caesar <laughs> yes yes oh my gosh it's happening it's happening, man. DJ Taz Rashid, is, it, it's happening, man. And I, I wanted to talk about that collab. So, I mean, with, with DJ Taz, I mean, we I love the Back to Life album so much. I know, Brian, I know you're a huge fan of Back to Life. And um, it's really, it's just, it really is amazing. Like, super, super amazing. So you guys did a wonderful job on that Thanks, album. Man. And, um, you know, when you guys started collabing um, and making music together and whatnot, like, how did the... Um, I guess I, I guess maybe you can't speak for him, but like, how does that inspiration come through to create the like the music with like someone else? You know what I mean? Because it's one thing to do it by yourself, mm -hmm. but to partner up and do it with someone else, like, like what is that? Like, can you like maybe take us a little bit through that process and like kind of how it goes? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's really easy, and sometimes it's a struggle. Usually, if it's a struggle, um, I I'm not there for long. Like, I'm just like, uh -huh. okay, this isn't really uh, doesn't feel great. But mm. in this case, it felt awesome because I can't, again, you said you can't speak for him. I can't speak for him, but it literally felt sure. like it was another me producing music. It was like, it was like Amazing. if I had me sitting next to me telling me what to do, that's literally kind of how it worked. And then like we would bounce ideas off each other so easily. The way that we play guitar is almost very similar. And like 
I, I kind of, uh, I'm, I've been learning the piano and he's like a pro piano player. So like, he's literally like, he does a lot of the piano on our tracks. So I'm like, wow, that's literally how I would play the piano if I was as good as him. Wow. And the way that I mix the songs and the way that I blend things and I actually, I've been mastering our songs too. The way that I do that from what I've been told is like, he, he would love to learn all that and he would love to to do that in our songs, but he just doesn't have the time to like invest in that. Similarly mm. to how I didn't have the time to invest in piano, I was learning how to mix and master songs. Like I was learning the sound design, like the nerdy stuff, like Got it. the really nitty gritty, like to make the song sound like full and not crowded, like the Julius Caesar, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the way that it worked with with us two initially was we use this program called Splice, right? So Splice is uh, it's free to use, but it also has some paid subscriptions, and it allows us to use Ableton Live, which is what we both produce on. That's the program. It says like a Logic or Fruity Loops. There's a GarageBand. There's a bunch of programs that do it, but Ableton, I, I think, I think is the best. But other people like other programs. But we we both loved Ableton Live, so we're like, let's let's use this. And Splice, what it allows us to do is upload the projects to the Splice cloud. And then whoever makes a change, let's say I have the song and I change the drums, it'll save it on my computer as it should. And then it'll save it on Splice. And literally it'll download it to his computer with a click of a button. And then he'll open it like he's looking at it on my computer. Wow. So that's it amazing. literally that's works amazing software. seamlessly. <laughs> I know. And it's it's free. That part of it is free, which is just ridiculous. That's free. So you can make music together and not even be in the same place. Exactly. And that's why it was so easy because like uh, I would create okay. like a beat, like a foundation structure, send it to him, and he would just do all of his stuff. And then he would just it would just upload automatically. You just have to hit a button. I would download his nice. changes and then I'd mix all of his stuff in, send it back to him. He would add more stuff. And then it was like the song is done. Literally like two two or three runs from both of us, the song is done, and then we print it. That's amazing. Like that's like the technology, technology, and then synchronicities of like the universe, like pairing you guys together. Yeah. And when it when it you know when you're in that flow state and it's working that easily without force, it's like this is meant to be. Exactly. You, you don't have to force. You know what I mean? That's that's where, you know, real organic creation um, and magic happens. You know, amazing yeah. stuff happens in that flow well, state. I, I got to give a shout out to Sri Kala. Okay, Srikology, that was his uh, his prior musical moniker. Do you guys know who Srikala is? Srikala? Sri, S-R-I-K-A-L-A, Srikala. He makes this like awesome, it's like a mix of like electronic and like reggae, dub, hip hop. It's it's awesome music. He's he's a I, singer, he's a songwriter, he produces, he's amazing. Yeah, I know some of it just from the, the collab he did with Taz. Well, yeah, with Taz, right. They made that... Yeah. Um, Really good album. Brian, yeah. it's probably on one of your it's probably on some of your playlists, bro, for sure. I'm gonna go I'm gonna look at it for sure. It uh, Native Spirit is their like hit from that album. It's a great song. You would know it, Brian, for yeah. sure. I bet I bet money on it. It's almost Sweet. like a million listens right now. It's like it's it's it's, it's got so, so much recognition. So yeah, it's awesome. The whole reason I bring him up is because we were on a call one time and he's like, I think you and Taz would would like working with each other. He's like, I think you guys would like each other as people. I think you would vibe. And I'm like, okay. He's like, let me get you, let me get you guys connected. And that was just like divine intervention from him. Like he was just like, oh, he kind of reminds me of Taz, his style, whatever. So let me just connect these guys. That's like how we got linked up was through him. Wow. 
The universe yeah. conspires to it, help you, man. Exactly. It just, just gets it done. Exactly. Just makes it makes it happen. Working through so, street collar in that case. That's amazing, man. So who are your biggest inspiration when you're making these music nowadays? Like who are the inspirations to like, you know, to make this kind of music? Who are the inspos for it? For for the genre that I'm making right now, um, yeah. Well, Taz, funny enough, I collab with him, but he's actually an inspiration. <laughs> like his, yeah, no, I like believe his music, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've been loving Soul Rising. You guys know who that is? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. He makes awesome music, man. I actually float, love bro. His tunes. That song, float. Lit. Yeah, I know that song. He has a song called Missing You. That's my favorite one. A good then, jam. Uh, the journey's dope. Like yeah, his music is like a mixture of what I was. I would say like what trap and yoga music combined to make. It's like, I would, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. And then, like if. Oh, like if know. um like if like the the master yoga teacher and like Diplo clay created yoga music like it's what Soul Rising's doing like <laughs> exactly. it's what Soul Rising it's like what Soul Rising's doing <laughs> exactly and then of course DJ Drez he's been doing this for so long he's got amazing he's awesome. songs we always I always draw inspiration from him because that's like tested proven it works yes. like that music is in so many yoga playlists like I, I like that song Sugar Drop. Seven seven, I think by him. Yeah. It's like it's like a it's like a classic in the yoga community now, you know. And he has all these like bhakti beats, like that are really kind of like so good mantra based almost, but have this like really just edge to them that kind of like sets it apart from other music. It, that, I like his music all the time. Well, yeah, I love it, and especially when he collabs with Marty, his wife. You know, just yeah. amazing. You know, Brian and I have both seen them live and oh, gone yeah, to their experiences. I, I've seen them so. live too. At, have um, you gone too? Okay. Yeah, yeah, at the the South Florida New Year's Day thing, I actually did yoga to his set. It was pretty fun. Amazing. Yeah, yeah we've all so we've all experienced awesome. it. So DJ Drez, if you're listening out there, uh, you're going to be on our show because we're all, we're all plugging you right now. Like all three of us because. are plugging you right now, and we love you. Right. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, on my playlist, it's Momentology, it's DJ Taz Rashid, it's DJ Drez, it's Marty Nico. I mean, yeah. Shout out and to so, a couple other other producers that are are making really good music. Um, Parangi, I I said that so white, but it's Porangi. That's how you would say it. You made fun of me for saying it like you just said it the first time. You damn it, <laughs> Porangi. Porangi. Taught me how to say his name when I met him. You, and, you're the producer of this show. You can just edit that part out. You know, no, there's no edits, man. This is all this is all live. Dude. <laughs> but if I did edit it, this would be the time. <laughs> so he's funny, making. Man amazing music he he does live music for yoga um but it's 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 more than like when you hear live music it's like could be a dj could be a band he's like doing something so unique so incredibly just beyond what i can even imagine doing live his setup he literally brings every instrument that he wants to play which is like a flute four or five drums, shakers, tambourines, uh, and then like a bunch of didgeridoos. He brings like this huge, huge copper, like a, a bowl, like a singing bowl. It's like you could literally stand in it. It's so big. And then like a cajon, um, a charango, which is like a, a, a South American ukulele type instrument. And he has all this gear to loop all of his instruments. So you would have... Um, like all these mics around the, around a stage and there's mics on each instrument and he has everything he controls it with an iPad. So he actually would play something like make a drum beat on his cajon, which is a drum that you sit on, loop it, right? 
Then he would get his uh, another drum and loop that. And then he would get his charango and play a little uh, like a rhythm. And then he would get his shakers and add some shakers. And then he would add his voice because he's an amazing singer. So literally at the end of um, a song, there would be like between five and like 20 different elements that he would add and he can remove them and bring them back in. So it's as if he's producing tracks live, but it's actually doing it in the moment. It is incredible. So where do we, like, wow. why isn't he teaching, why isn't he, like, playing around here so I can go to one of these experiences right. immediately? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, he lives in uh, Sedona, Brian. What? Oh, I'm going to be up there. Yeah, dude. I'm going to go up there, then. Yeah. What? Yeah, he does shows Brian, over there all the check time. check him out. I wonder, you said that was a charango. Charango. Right? Charango. I wonder... <laughs> if it's good chaturanga music. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is, dude. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 oh my god! I'm just thinking about chimichangas right now. To be honest, Dude. Right? <laughs> Pedro, you and chimichangas, you and roll tacos. <laughs> oh, that does it ever stop? When you have yoga Never. at twelve and tacos at two. That meme is amazing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that meme is incredible for the record. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I know when. So, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I just want to say one thing that momentology and myself, we have been doing this thing where we've been. Doing a lot of memes of you, Pedro. I'm aware. <laughs> we send them. We to send you. them to you, but we—it's a whole new, different level. Is there memes um, that are unseen by me? Yes. I'm sure there are. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> we've only kept them between Brian and I because they're almost so vulgar that we're like, we can't. You guys are terrible. <laughs> we can't. You guys are, we can't send them. You guys are. You guys are not non-yogic humans. Listen, yoga Animals. doesn't have to mean staying totally. Uh, Non funny, bro. You know that. Uh, we, exactly. Oh, don't worry. We you know it be better kind of than anybody. I know on the I'm on the path on the to enlightenment. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Is I'm anybody, on the way. though? Is anybody, though, really? I'm on the way, man. Right. True. I'm on the way. Wow. I mean, well, man, I think enlightenment is... can be a state of mind, you know, but at the same time, are we ever like there? Because if you're, if you're searching for it, it means you're not there, right? Right. Right. Yes. No, it's so true. I've been thinking about that question actually on enlightenment. And let's go deep down the bro, road. I was just going to say, bro, we're going down. Here we go. I, <laughs> Strap I have up, people. been questioning just because you know, you talked about purpose. You know, what's your purpose in life and, you know, what, what, what's missions and like where are you inspired, right? I, I watched a YouTube video of how to find your purpose and it gave me so much clarity and it was a five minute YouTube video. Can we, which we'll, we'll link we'll that link too. That. Okay. Yeah. We need that. Who's it by? But, but I, I was thinking about enlightenment in terms of like, I want to strive for enlightenment, but is, and I remember going to a Dharma talk and the Dharma talk was on doubt, doubt. And a lot of people doubt enlightenment. Oh, it's not net. It'll never happen or this or that. They doubt it. And just like anything that you do in life, sometimes you have that doubt. So you never start. And the guy that was leading the Dharma talk said, what happens if you gave up the doubt and you strive for enlightenment? How awesome will the process be in like five years from now if you were just striving for enlightenment? Like how much improvement would you do as a person taking off that doubt and just working in the process? So it was just awesome that you said the process, bro. Mm. That was deep down the rabbit hole. But yeah, doubt and just going through the process. Yeah. Starting action, do something. So yeah, that's something I've been pondering too. Like living in the society we live in in America, especially South Florida, Pedro. Mm -hmm. Um, 
anywhere though you have to have an ego right you can't live in the world without one because like how would you plan to get food how would you make sure you have a shelter like you got to say i need to live in a in a place where i'm not going to get rained on stay in the sun i need to eat food you're saying i need this these are needs i need this mm. so your ego has to exist right so you can have like for me i can have like glimpses of these like moments where i am totally out of that and like back with the divine and then you always got to come back to it like okay now i am hungry i gotta eat yeah it's true yeah i need to get out of the sun because i've been sitting here for six hours Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. That's hot. You I'm got a sunburn, room. bro. I don't care how much SP sunscreen on. I don't even care if you put it on. You still got a sunburn in South Florida. We need a you need an aloe lotion. Oh my! Sponsor aloe vera. Where you? That would literally be like the ego coming back. Like you need to take care of yourself. You are a body. You have to start thinking about the future because if you don't eat right now, you're going to be really tired in an hour. Or if you don't get out of the sun right now, you're going to have a sunburn tomorrow. So you have to come back in. I think the point of all this, of what I've just talked about is doing everything mindfully. So yes. coming right. from a place where you're so like, true. I am going to th- really think, is this going to like serve everyone here? You know, is this going to help the greater mm-hmm. good? Is this going to serve value. me in the future? Yeah. Is it going to bring value to people? Like me value. eating, it will bring value to people because I'm not going to be a cranky bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get hangry sometimes, man. I think we all do. Yeah, yeah. I think we all do, right? man. I think we all <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, and, and and when we're having, you know, say if we're not having a good day or, or whatnot, it's like we can't judge ourselves so hard, and we can't take life so dang seriously. Well, we can. I think I have to tell myself has. over and over again. You know, I I, I think everyone has at one point, and that's why like the opposite, Brian, is like so true. And you're like, don't take yes. life so seriously because you've been in that opposite point, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. That's so true, man. That's so true. So a few minutes ago, we talked about like, you know, like five years from now, you know, kind of thing, enlightenment, going, striving towards things like Patrick, five years from now, where are you and what are you doing? Main stage at Coachella on my side music project with Taz Rashid. It's our dance music project. Yes, dude. Yes. And then main stage at Wanderlust. Playing my dude, music, boom, dude, or that, Wanderlust like festival that comes up, you know, right? There might right. be a couple more. I love it. That so was that's that's the live that, aspect, like, right, that's bro? The live that, aspect. That's the live aspect, and that that like warmed me to the soul. Like hearing you say that because I can see that for you, man. Like I, yeah. I mean, I've known you long enough now. I feel as if to know what you're what you're going through, what you're working on, and what like all the content you're putting out there, and all our followers and listeners and users know about are going to know about you if they already don't. Um, and all of those things are 1 million percent attainable oh, yeah. with the energy that you're emitting in this moment with the projects you're working on. Absolutely. hundred percent. So like, are, are you, are you about law of attraction mm-hmm. or the universe? Like what, what's your thoughts on creating? Yeah. I, I don't think you can like spawn a Ferrari in your driveway. If you think about it, like that's <laughs> not what I believe. I think what you put your energy into is what you're going to get back. It's really simple. Yes. If you're yes. always working towards a goal, working towards something to achieve it. It's, it is law of attraction, but it's actually really simple. You're just chipping away at that stone. You're going to get that Julius Caesar eventually. You are. You are. Roll so, tacos or not, you're still getting abs, bro. Uh, well, 
<laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> awkward, awkward pause. Bro. bro, have you seen these abs? I eat a lot of rolled tacos. Um, I haven't seen those abs, but if you want to take away the... No, I'm going to stop that. <laughs> don't show me your abs next time, bro. Even if you have them, I don't want to see them. <laughs> Too funny, man. Pedro's going to see me next time and be like, dude, look, flex. Love it, man. All right, one one last question that I want to know about that um, where, um, who is somebody that you would love to collaborate with that you have yet to? Hmm. Like maybe like, you know, on the whale list, like the, you know, the, the top person that you think I, it would just be amazing to collaborate with person X. Huh. I really thought about that. Um, I mean, honestly, I had this, um, I had this list a long time ago and I've actually knocked out a bunch of them on the list. Congrats. Um, thanks. Really though, I'm doing everything I want to do right now. The collaboration just, it takes a lot of time. So, like, for me to be super deliberate about it, um, just yeah, honestly, yeah, no it, time, yeah, anything like if you can, be, like if you can do some, like, be with some, it would be making collab a, with someone right now. It would now. be making a dope track for my new music project, the new electronic music project with like Diplo. Yes, boom, boom. going for the top right away. There, why not? It's you. It can there be you anybody yeah. you want. There you, you know, go. It can be anybody you want you because know? because there's only, there's like a level cap to like. uh the yoga music scene like you can only get so far in there like i'm with i'm with you the, yeah there's no like there well, is no you're doing the dance project scene exactly too. that's why exactly 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 because yeah, exactly. they're tasting things the, the cap things on the out. dance music project thing is like so much more main limitless, scale man. i mean it's not yeah. limitless there is a limit like my mom doesn't listen to like electronic music but yeah. there's so much youth in this world that do so exactly not everyone's gonna listen to the new momentology and taz album when it comes out because they're like this might be slow and a little little more mindful than i like you know but if it's good dance music everyone likes it love it what, what's your mom listening to right now probably the what? moody blues the moody blues <laughs> nights and white got, satin is her she's favorite. got the she's got the classical music on for you still bro no dude no, no, she's no. waiting for you to come back <laughs> <laughs> so you, you guys asked me about, about my goal earlier about um like five year thing so that yeah. was like my live aspect i did i didn't touch on um, yeah give me the producer aspect yeah the producer aspect is coming to a place where the music that i'm creating in both the electronic which again hasn't been released yet it's mm -hmm. still tbd and the momentology music project is they're both at a place where I'm going to say the Momentology Spotify page has like 500K monthly listeners. Boom. And the electric one, I'm not even going to put a limit on that shit. Nah. Millions. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Trillions? Trillions. Oh, well, I don't even think anyone has trillions, but I'll do it. I don't think See, so. You'll be the first. I was just looking at um, who has like monthly followers and um, I was trying to figure out who had the most. It's like Ariana it Grande like, or something, right? It was something like that. And like Bieber had like 40, 40 million a month, yeah. you know, like just like crazy stuff, you know? Well, if you think about that, if each 40 million person or each one of the 40 million people plays one song, which chances are, if you like Justin Bieber, you're not going to play one song, right? Play way more Spot than that. Spotify's got that 0. 0.006 cents thing. That's 240 grand in a month. 
Yeah. Just on Spotify. That's only one right. song per that's person. One, so if everyone right. plays two songs, that's a half a million double dollars, it. bro. Yeah, double it. Bangers. But then there's record label fees. See, that, that's why I've never actually released with a you record label. You don't have label. a record label fee, bro. Well, that's Justin Bieber does, bro. He's on Oh, he does, but you he don't. He might own the record don't. labels, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you don't At have to point. worry about that. No, 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 no. I've, is I've never released any of my original stuff on a record label. I've always done it like grassroots style. So Dude, a couple remixes I've done are... Like I have a couple of remixes on Desert Tracks, awesome, awesome record label yes. that the Desert Dwellers kind of uh, created with um, a bunch of other artists that are just amazing. And then um, I actually got a remix coming out on Jumpsuit Records, which is the Polish Ambassadors label. Do you guys know the Polish Ambassador? I yeah. do. So he's got a label called Jumpsuit Records, and I actually have two remixes coming out, one on Scott Nice's project, and another one on Equanimous's project, and Heck actually, yeah. we Taz and I do remixes together too. Though we've done one on each one of those albums, and I did a solo one too. It sounds like you are absolutely killing it, bro. Giving birth, man. I'm not killing anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's lit. It is. It's lit. super lit, man. Scorching, scorching, scorching like the Florida heat. Florida man. heat. My bro. armpits are sweaty just thinking about. <laughs> My palms are sweaty. And these weak arms are heavy. Mom's spaghetti. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Patrick, thank you for making and taking the time to connect with us and to share your story, your insight on yoga music and uh, how you make magic happen. Because you are helping to change uh, the world, man. Raising the vibration. With your uh, with the energy that you're emitting through the, the music, man, no joke. You know, De Thanks, definitely. And, and I know you've made some tunes that have made babies. Mm. Uh -huh. <laughs> My friend Brian, uh, Brian, are you uh, Brian? Are you are you guys pregnant? This is like a this is something that you know about because you're pregnant. <laughs> we are trying. We are trying. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Vagabonds. If, if you made you're a baby, vagabonds. No, actually, funny. The other day, a buddy of mine, I'm not going to name him. He might listen to this. He goes up to me. He's like, Yo, I banged your music the other day. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, What? Oh my God. Like, that's the weirdest, he, weirdest thing I've ever seen. made some babies with the this, music. I don't, think, I'm just saying I don't think he actually made a child. But this is, but, uh, all right, geez, Louise. If, <laughs> if you're listening and you've made a child to Momentology's music, actually, send us a actually, message. Actually, hold on. That'll be an episode. My, my, a friend of mine. Just sent me a, a a Facebook message about two weeks ago, and said that in the delivery room to their baby to their child he played my music. That is amazing. Oh so I think his baby was That's born amazing. to Momentology music. And I'm like, wait, what? Are you serious? Like, first of all, Dude. do you even play music during labor? Like, and then why did you pick mine? He's like, because it's really soothing. I'm like, dude. Yep. That's awesome. Cause, cause it's amazing. My uh, my son was born uh, with above and beyond. Like, was it on your phone or did you bring a I, YouTube I a, or a live? I had a Bluetooth speaker. A Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> I don't sure. I'm not sure if the Bluetooth speaker was working though. It might have been just on my phone. So, it's amazing. And so, thank you so much for being here, Momentology. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Really, it, it's been an honor. Thank you. We appreciate you taking the time. You are the man, and I look forward to sharing all of this with our users. We'll put all the information in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Stay tuned for more. Each and every week, you're going to get some amazing content from us, and we hope you have a blissful rest of your week. Signing off, Brian. Namaste, my friend. Namaste. Namaste.